Before we start today's intro, I want to say that this podcast is only possible because it's sponsored by Big Bull Supplements. I myself built this company from the ground up and would appreciate it if you go check it out. I'll leave all of the links in the show notes. Now for today's intro. This episode goes through quite a few different subjects, from creative outlets to the philosophy of boxing and how it can guide you not only through a sporting endeavour, but also through life. We cover what it's like growing up in a low socioeconomic area and what sort of mindset it takes to break that cycle. Our man is Michael Tanti. Enjoy. Well, um, we'll start off with your childhood, bro. Childhood? What do you want to know? Uh, where, where were you born and raised and, and what, what, is, what was it like? Wollongong, man. In 86, I was born in Wollongong. So I was there for 27 years before I moved here to Geelong. Um, rough, man, in that area, in that time. What, was, what part of Gong were you in? I grew up around Lake Heights, Berkeley, uh, Fringilla, all of those areas. So very ethnic areas. Um, whole diverse range of people, man. It's... You, you learn the good thing about it is a lot of people learn to sort of come together it didn't matter what someone's race was religion what they believed we made friends from all backgrounds we all done the same sort of activities and that so it was good it was there was advantages and disadvantages obviously uh like any place really so yeah what what, what were some of the disadvantages you found disadvantage um, was the same as the advantage but in a different way because you're so diverse sometimes it depends what kind of person you are different cultures different religions can clash so it depends what you're being taught how you decide as a person how you're gonna encounter that how you're gonna adapt to that most of my friends had different religion than me different race than me um, and then some the same so it depends. We, we, it depends because I'm a kind of person that I don't really give a shit about what somebody's background is. I'll judge somebody on their character yeah, yeah. and not what they believe. You know, where they were born, where, they, where their background is. I couldn't give a shit, man. It just depends on what you are as a person, your character. Yeah, exactly. Was, was there much... Like you said you... It doesn't matter to you what, what someone was like and... and what, what background they had and, and whatnot, but was there back in, you said the 80s? I was born in the 80s, but I grew yeah, up so more the through 90s, the 90s really and the early 90s. 2000s. Yeah. So how, was there much uh, like racial segregation back then? In, yeah, there in was. Yeah, 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 there was heaps. There was heaps. Uh, I remember, um, and you also did one with Vito. Vito will tell you his time before mine. Yeah, he went into it, yeah. There was a lot of that sort of stuff because um, why I mentioned Vito is because my family knew Vito that's or they, and they still do that's how I sort of knew Vito myself yep. and you hear all the stories so I'm hearing the same stories as he's telling but through my family right I was when I was 19 I started going to his boxing gym down there down the loop Vito was still a cop then, so he wasn't around as much. But um, he was. This was a good story because 
I became friends with a lot of the guys there because we found common ground through boxing. Well, I absolutely loved it. As you do, yeah. If everybody that gets gets into it, they either find it's not for them, or they absolutely love yeah, it. Yeah, there's no in between. Yeah, for me, I loved it, but I had other stuff going on in life where I couldn't commit, and that was, you know, just bad luck. It is what it is. But a lot of the guys there, guys that you would wouldn't think we came from, completely two completely different places, and we just became best mates. That's how I got into, well, one of the reasons why I got into security work. Yep. Because um, a lot of the guys that were down there were doing security, so. And Vito eventually went on and done a bit of security himself. I he think. did himself way yeah, before yeah. my time. Yeah. Was that um, before he was a cop? I think uh, I can't remember. Yeah, it was before. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, Vito's a top bloke. And my my boss was um, Joe Lopez, who's actually Alex Volkanovski's coach. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I gave Joe a little bit of. A heart attack sometimes, I reckon, the way I've done things. So, <laughs> um, what what did boxing give you? Like, did you take anything from boxing that's helped you out through life? Or let me tell you, did I take anything from? I give everybody the same speech. Even now, I haven't done it for years. Life is a boxing match. Yeah, you're gonna spin out about this, and maybe you've heard it before. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what day it is of your life. You're gonna win rounds. You're gonna lose rounds. Life is like. Life is a lot tougher. Can be a lot tougher than what boxing is, cause there's no quit. If you want to quit, it's not an option in my book. It doesn't matter. You you you're allowed to take hard hits. That's fine. You're allowed to feel tired. That's fine. You're allowed to not want to get up. But when the bill goes, you better get up and you better not throw in the towel. That's life. I'll give everyone that analogy. You know, I work with a lot of guys that have worked for me. Um, a lot of apprentices and you were one at one point. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I don't know what, I can't remember what speech I gave you that was that long ago. But these guys, I, I talk to them and I say, well, man, if you're having a tough time, I give them this analogy and say every day is not going to be perfect. I tell them all my trials and tribulations and uh, through life, and then they find that common ground. Going, oh well, you know, this guy's been. This guy's not what we see. He's not the oh, you know, he's just some businessman guy or whatever. Or this guy's got it together. No man, I've I'm like everyone else. I've got my issues, um, and I've had all my trials and and tests, big tests, and you've got to keep going. So boxing was a big, big part of having that mindset. Yeah, yeah, right. It's that that's it's very similar to what I took out of boxing. Just don't fucking quit and show up. No man, no. That's all you got to do. Show you got you got to show up. Sometimes you should give it all, but sometimes you just don't. Yeah. But if you show up, you're halfway. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You spoke about just then the. Some of the tests that that you've you've come across, well, you want to dig into that or? Biggest test for me was definitely a sad one, losing the old man. Yeah. I was probably a couple of months after I turned twenty-one, and I just said to Vito, um, I remember Vito called me one day. He goes, "Where you been?" He goes, "Come in and train and whatever." I said, "Can't do it, man. 
He goes, why not? I said, you heard about my old man, he's sick. And when he goes, everyone's got something going on. At that point, I just wasn't ready for it. So I had a lot of things. Um, that was that was before I stopped boxing before my old man passed. That was to do with I wanted to be around more. Yeah. I could some days, some days I couldn't because I was finding I'm like, what am I gonna do when this guy actually passes? My old man was a very practical guy and he was making sure this and when I go, make sure you do life like this, make sure you do life like that, make sure you make sure you're doing things so you pay your bills. You know, all these sort of things. So I'm going, what am I going to do when this guy does pass? How am I going to... How am I going to make sure my bills are paid? Because he's looking after me right now. I'm, I've got like, you know, I'm working. But I don't have to make sure my pockets are full because the bills are paid. I don't have to worry about eating. He's cooking for me. All this stuff. Like, he was... He was really good. So I was going, I better start knuckling down on my work, trying to build my business, things like that. And I did. So yeah, that's that's part of the reason I quit boxing. That was a massive trial for me because once that part happened for me in life, once I lost him, I was like, "Well, this is a new stage now. You got to grow up real quick." Yep. There's basically if you're not if you if you don't push yourself every day because no one's telling you to, no one's telling you to get out of bed, and it's also hard when you run a business, right? When you run your own show, you haven't got a boss going, hey, buddy, get in here. No one's pushing you. No one. So if you want to stay in bed, you stay in bed and you can spiral down real quick. Yeah, excellence is, is doing the, the the right things when no one's looking. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's pretty much the way you should live your life. Exactly. Yeah. I'm not going to call myself a perfect man. I've got a lot of No thoughts. one's fucking perfect. But these are sort of things that are always in my head. And, and lessons that I'll take away, definitely. Go, going through that, that experience that you just spoke about, mm-hmm. is, there, is there one piece of advice you would give your younger self? If you were... If you could tell your younger self in that moment when you, when you get the bad news and stuff, is there one thing you would, you would tell them to... I don't know. That's a good question. Uh, sometimes I did... In like a couple of years later sort of thing and I was like well could you have done more could you have spent more time is there a way once I started learning out uh, learning to figure out more about the body because I ended up with my own autoimmune issues and things like that and I was I was studying the body and working out okay there was other avenues to go down to um, to try and tackle because he passed with cancer to yeah. try and tackle that sort of cancer things like that there was other avenues that he didn't take maybe I should have studied more about it asked more questions maybe it could have helped well that's what I thought at first yeah then I didn't then I thought forgive yourself because all I did was exactly what I would do as a 21 year old and exactly what anybody else would have done as a 21 year old exactly I can't I can't expect a 21 year old me to act like a 37 year old me yeah so yeah. that's advice man we've we we could all go back and give someone else advice and especially our younger selves but in all honesty um all you got to do is just worry about what you can do tomorrow 
because you cannot change the past no matter what advice no. you give it, it's the one the one thought that will that will almost sink you is what if and you can ask it on every single thing in life it's a, it's a motherfucker that one yeah yeah on every single occasion you can ask that question and you might baffle yourself you might come up with a with an answer and you could never come up with an answer so mm. yeah you said uh you you had a bit of a battle with some audio immune stuff you want to go into that or yeah um i ended up with seborrheic dermatitis which um was a f- what affects me is and a lot of people have allergies these days um mainly food affects me so yeasts dairies sugars um even though i should be eating clean before tim tams yeah oreos right they shouldn't be but i'll get back on that health journey soon enough but in in going into that yeah my autoimmune issues started with um i believe it was when i took a flu vaccine um that that was i was 17 years old now some people swear that they're good for them some people swear against them so i'm not here to play politics on the role i've got my own thoughts on it but i i definitely know that it affected me yeah my we're going um on about boxing before my boxing was different um this happened later i felt the effects later they happened slowly but it was the only significant thing that i can relate that would have made a change that i thought would have made it made a change to my body um everything i was eating was affecting me i was heating up when i was training so i'd go in the boxing gym i'd start training and i was like i train hard and it happens to everybody you you know you feel like far i'm gonna pass out or you know but to the point like i was heating up like burning up like big time i remember when in the showers and i just like cold water man just absolute cold water clothes on and all i was like if i don't get myself cooled down look i'm gonna explode yeah so i didn't know what that was for a lot of years i think that i think it was about three or four years later the doctors said to me there's no cure for this there's you've got to take this cream you've got to take that vitamin you've got to um just whatever we tell you basically take this i'm like this doesn't make sense to me that I've got to take these things for the rest of my life. They just mask symptoms. Basically, yeah. And I didn't accept that. I was instead... Once... My, my allergies turn up on my face. Yep. You can't hide that. I'm not going to walk around everywhere with a balaclava. <laughs> so I get rash, right? Yep. And it happens almost instantly depending on what I eat. I get nowhere else on my body, thank God. Just your face. Just on the face. So what happens is, um, it depends. I can eat eggs from a farm, but I cannot eat eggs from the supermarket. Right? What's There's the a difference? difference. I don't know. Maybe it's something that is given to the chickens. To that the are, chickens that, that are, that's no good for me. Yeah, right. So I don't know, but I I figured out that it was better for me to just learn how to eat clean. So that's how you overcame it, just clean eating and... I've done trials first. Yep. I've done a lot of lot of study. That's how I came to them. I was on the computer till 
2, 3, 4 a.m. What did you uncover when you were running down rabbit holes? Lots of dead ends, I guess. A lot of, lot of dead ends, a lot of people with different A lot um, of desperate people on forums. Yeah. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what actually helped me was when you start joining groups on Facebook and things like that and coming across other people with the same things and you're searching and going, okay, this worked for that person. Yeah. Yeah, but the next person comments and say, they say you're full of crap because it does this and it does that. Okay, well, the only time I'm going to know is if I test it. So I tried this, I tried that, and I found out it works for me. Um, And I made some good friends from that, Um, as you do with anything, because you find common ground. And you find, here's the the thing where we go back to, um, you know, not being able to box and things like that. You find out that life has different battles. That's a harder battle for me than boxing. Because you lose a round, you lose a fight. You can grow from that. You can go. You can go into your harder training sessions. You can. You can work towards being better into your next fight. This fight's not going away and coming back. It's no. one continuous fight. So, you know, you learn ways to, to adapt and take what I learned from boxing and from other areas in life, from work, and applying it to that. Yeah. But I always, I always say that. The greatest battleground on earth is the human mind. Yes. And it's yes, I've got a good story for you. I told that to my dad. I actually figured that out very young. I was lucky to do the same. Yeah, and I notice, I notice you do figure it out, and you have. Um, I, I was about eighteen, and I said to my dad, I came home one day and I was just thinking about it, and I said, Dad, what's the most powerful thing on this earth? He goes, I don't know, son. You tell me. You always wanted to test me, you know. I go, the human mind. He goes, why do you say that? I said, well, you know something? I go, let's talk about anything at all. I said, let's just talk about as sad it is, war. I said, now when you go into something like war, I said, who's telling somebody to drop the bombs, to pull the triggers? How do they come up with this? If If you're not employed to do it, you wouldn't do it. You know that it's immoral, right? You wouldn't just go around and just kill somebody. But because you're in war, it's different, right? It's survival. But you've been trained to think that way. You've been, you've also, it's also your mind just kicks into that instinct mode, right? But a lot of things happen through the mind. I said, so I was explaining this to him as I was explaining a few other things. How do, that's just one thing, right? Now, how do people overcome a lot of things? Like, um, you see people, they have no arms and they get through life. No legs, they get through life. They drive cars, right? And we're blessed enough to have every part of ourselves right now. And he goes, you know what? He goes, you're right. And this other guy, he had cancer also. But he was always calling my old man whinging and just crying and I'm scared to die and etc right he was older than my father he had grandkids yeah right and my dad said to him one day he goes you know what he told me I got home and he goes I spoke to so and so today and I said oh yeah I said and how'd that go he goes I told him don't call me anymore I said 
okay. I said, why are you telling that? He goes, because he was always complaining to me. He was always making me depressed. And that's not good for my mind. I yeah. want to try my best to overcome this. So I said, okay. That's your decision, and I'm glad you listened to me. That's it, yeah. One, one rotten apple is enough to spoil the basket, bro. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And you, you're, only, you're only as sharp as your circle. Like, as they say, yeah, you want lines around you, you know? So. Yeah, exactly, man. You want to be a line yourself, though. Yeah, well, you don't want to be a rabbit with a line. You can't, around you, so. Yeah, you can't, you can't be dragging the chain, that's for sure. No. So, what, what else? Yeah, we went through the boxing, the security work. You wanna you wanna go into anything on there? You got any good stories? Security was fun. I've got a million good stories. I'm gonna turn this off. I'm, I'm getting um, the penguins are gonna fly out of there soon. <laughs> Get cold here. Um, security. I got a ton of stories. I've done it for two years, in a lot of clubs in Wollongong. Um, as I said, probably gave Joe. Um, a heart attack a few times he actually called me in one time and he said um, he goes you've got to come in and learn some grappling I said why? he goes I've seen you on video he goes I saw you you know you can't be throwing punches and kicks and stuff like that <laughs> um, he goes you just can't he goes like I'm not going to have a business you guys keep doing things like that. he goes come in I want to teach you some grappling and that so me and another friend that I got into that uh, we went in there and learned a few things. We went for a few sessions and then he wanted us to keep going. We didn't. I didn't have the time for it because I was also, I just started running my wall and floor tiling business at that point. So I was doing that in the day. I was basically getting up at seven. I was on the job at eight. Um, I was finishing about five or six. Um, I stopped going to um, Vito's gym because he was only open certain hours so I stopped going there I trained at home so I trained for about an hour two hours I ate spent time with my dad and about nine o'clock like I'd sleep right and I'd, I'd fall asleep I'd talk to the old man and about nine o'clock the alarm would go and I'd, I'd get up like a zombie and go to work and he's, he's watching me going what the hell man this guy's just work 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 goes what are you doing son i go dad did you work hard when you were younger he goes yeah i go why he goes because i wanted to get ahead i said so let me do the same i said i'm cool i can do it right now so i was going then doing security from about sorry i started at nine so the alarm would go off by eight thirty or whatever i'd go to work from nine to 9 either yeah nine p.m yep. to either one p.m or 3 p.m., depending on what place I was at. If I was at Ocean Beach Hotel in um, Chihuahua, I'd work till 1. At that point, they had um, they only had the licensing to go to that time. Or if, um, if Joe or Steve at that time, who was partnered with Joe at that time, if they'd send me to um, into town in the CBD, I'd work till 3 or if something else happened, whatever. I, I don't care. I'll work around the clock and I'd still run my own jobs. So mm. I was I was basically sleeping about four hours a day. Four to five hours a max. Because you can't sleep, you're hyped up as well when you finish. Yeah. You go home, 
you sleep before you close your eyes your alarm's going off I was sleeping at work at, at tiling work on my lunch breaks I like let's say I'll, I'll say to the client I'll go for an hour lunch break I'll go I'll get some food I'll eat and I'll put my alarm on and park somewhere and I'll sleep for a half an hour all right so I was sleeping that half hour there that half an hour to an hour falling asleep as I was talking to my father yeah um, very very limited sleep four to five hours a day for two years straight seven days a week and yeah, a well. ton of stories with security man a ton um, I've had a few man I've had a few with points where you're trying to break up fights um, I've had guys spit blood at me um, which was that, that I saw red on that occasion um, because blood can carry as you know anything yeah. so I don't know why I, and I had a lot bigger temper then but I just saw red man so I tried to smash this guy try to smash his head into the into the bricks outside that day was um, Coonies and um, who grabbed me somebody grabbed me I think it was a manager at that point, he grabbed me, and he said, "What are you doing?" I said, oh, "I'm going to kill him." <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's that's how those times were. Um, I've, if you're on the door somewhere, I've had people come past. They throw stuff at you. Um, one Just guy, being pricks. Yeah, one guy he missed my head with a mango. I saw it out of the corner of my eye and and moved the last second. And as I said, different age. Yeah, I've done done this from the ages of 19 to 21. So I went inside on that particular occasion. I grabbed, um, there was a bin with all the long neck bottles, VB long necks, and I lined them up next to me. Is this early 2000s? Early 2000s. This would be, oh, sorry, late 2000s. 2010 ish. Between 2006 and 2008. Oh, so mid. Yeah. Yeah, mid 2000s. Yeah. yeah. And. So this was before. Secure, uh, security out all the restrictions, yeah? Must have been because... Yeah, I because would've... these days, I think, if a security guard so much as touches someone, they're fucking shit. No, we we did have a lot of those issues. Um, and I've got a really good story after this one for you that will highlight those and, and why we've done certain things. Um, people were different too. Yeah. Yeah, people weren't suing each other for every little thing. That did happen... But it wasn't as bad now these days. I feel everybody just wants to sue somebody and for looking at him. Just, even. just for everyone that that's listening, Wollongong is especially the CBD. The blues happen all the time. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. It's nothing out of the ordinary there for for a fight to break out. So when Mick says that people are being pricks, they're being proper pricks. Yeah, the the Illawarra Hotel there that had the nickname of the Killawarra. Yeah. Was, it, that's how it was um, so yeah there was a lot of little there's there's a ton of stories that I've actually that I've witnessed or other people had worse than me but I've got a ton of my own in the, only the two years um, but yeah that, that particular event where someone threw the manga yeah, I just I just lined up long neck bottles and, and eggs because <laughs> that's what they threw at me yeah right um, yeah I've never got I never got hit with one thank God, but anyway um I I noticed the cars that were doing that so I 
hang out all night for him. And I'm like, <laughs> Way like, back, do yeah. a bit of OT. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm going to get you guys. If there's, man, if, if you got your car full of five guys, bring it on, I don't care, I'll take you all. <laughs> I might get smashed too, that I don't 21, know. That 21-year-old mentality. 21, you're invincible, basically. Yeah, exactly. I was only yeah. speaking to someone the other day how I told him there was an exact point in my life I can highlight where the, the, the switch flipped and I realised I wasn't invincible and there's there's one moment in my life that I narrowed it down to. What this is that? You, you I came off that. a motorbike and I, I hurt my leg, I blew my leg out. And it, in that exact moment, there's something just dawned on me that you're like everyone else, <laughs> you're not invincible. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's crazy, man. There's, that's happened to me as simple as a, a full rollerblading. I twisted my back, right? We moved here and we were staying with my mother-in-law and I said to my wife, I'm so bored, man. I'm like, just work home, work home because we didn't have our own place straight away, yeah? We, we, we're sort of figuring out whether we were going to stay here, what, what we're going to do, which area we're going to go to, are we going to save more money, what are we going to do? So it was, we stayed there for a good couple of years and it was just on, off, on, off, just just working home, working home. Like my mind would just be a switch and I'd have no release. I go, I'm just, I was still full of adrenaline. It's like 27, 28. And she goes, what do you want to do? I said, something like, I need something like wild to do. You know me inside, like I'm going crazy. Yeah. She goes, oh, like what? I go, like maybe rollerblading or something. I don't know. And she goes, there's a rollerblading rink like just 10 minutes away. I go, you kidding me? She goes, no, let's go if you want. I said, well, okay, let's go. She goes, when? I said, now, right now. I was in my work clothes. I come home from work. So we went. And I went a few times. And she was she was a good rollerblader. She was teaching me how to cross my legs over as I'd go around corners. And I did it too much once. So I twisted everything. And for three years, I, I just couldn't walk properly. I, I twisted everything in my back, in my lower back. Yeah, right. And I didn't know what it was. I got told that I damaged my hip from a doctor and that I'd need surgery. <laughs> I told him to fuck off. I was that depressed walking out of that doctor's office. I'm like, I'm, at that age, I was 30, I think. Yeah. I go, I'm not at 30 years old having surgery on my back. Nah. Oh, sorry, on my hip or, or back or whatever. I'm not having the, that kind of, kind of surgery that's large. And I just didn't know what to do. I gave it time. I still went to work. I hired a guy because I couldn't do things myself. So I was forced to hire somebody who turned out a really, really good guy who's working for himself now. So that was almost like a blessing I sort of, I always say I meet great people along my journeys. I don't know why, I don't know how these people come into my life or I come into theirs, but I meet good people. Anyway, um, that's another thing. But anyway, I, I was going, how am I now going to, if this is long term, how am I going to live my life and still be that kind of guy? I'm not. You know, I'm not invincible as we just found out with yeah. yourself, with me doing this. And so, you know, I had to make a plunge. And I, like, I was scared of going to a chiropractor. I was scared to go to um, a physiotherapist, anybody, because you hear so many stories from Fucking everybody. Stories, about, yeah. yeah, if if they crack you wrong, 
uh, you could be worse. If uh, such and such gives you a wrong exercise to do, then this could happen or that could happen. And I wasn't getting any better. After three years, I thought, you know what? I'm walking up the stairs like an 85 year old guy, one step at a time, and like one my left foot, then yeah. my right foot on the same step, etc. Getting out of the car like real, real slow. Like I'm, I'm like, this is what I used to watch my grandparents do yeah, yeah. in their 80s. This isn't for me at 30. I don't want it at any age, but definitely not now. I made the plunge to go see a chiropractor, and after three months, I was like, "Wow, he fixed me up." I really? Was, I was running again, and yeah, it worked. It worked well for me. Yeah, right. But even now, uh, I went yesterday to play a little bit of basketball, and I was like, "I'm being careful of the way I move. I move and shoot because I'm worried about you know I've had sh- shoulder injuries, elbow injuries." In the last few years, I've had that many injuries, so I'm, I'm learning how to, not baby them, but also not work around them. Yeah, don't push myself as hard. I've got to, I've got to build up, a resistance more to that before yeah. I can push something. And even still, I don't know if I'll push it after that because I'm so worried about going back to those stages of life and and being able to heal the same way that I did. Maybe I won't be able to. We don't know. Yeah, right. And that's you asked about my stories in um, insecurity. Yeah, yeah. These things also played in my mind as well. I didn't know. I didn't know how things were going to go each night. Um, and even though you feel invincible, and you have no fear, especially in ages of nineteen to twenty-one. Yeah, there's nothing there. You still see a lot, a lot. And I saw the most at probably Ocean Beach Hotel. Yeah. And maybe the Hotel Illawarra. Illawarra Hotel, whichever way, I don't know. Anyway, uh, Ocean Beach Hotel was, there was an all in brawl one night. All in brawl. Like what you see in the movies. Like everybody. Everybody. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? I was, my, my position there was on the door. It was my third shift ever, and the guys there, I, I turned up and the guys said, where do you usually stay? Like, wh- what's usually your role? Where do you? I go, I don't know, whatever, you guys tell me, I'm new here. They go, how are you on the door? I go, yeah, yeah, whatever, you know, I'll figure it out. I go, all right, so they stuck me on the door. All of them wanted to be walking around. Like they didn't want to be bored, stuck in one place. So I got used to being on the door. Was and sorry to interrupt you. Was you go for it. was that the place to be back in the day, Ocean Beach, like on, in the in on the Friday Harbour nights. Side. Yeah, yeah right. on Friday nights, definitely. Right, so it's still the same. Is it? It's, it's very it's, busy Friday nights, go. Saturday nights usually. Yeah, that was the place, and probably then, as you just said, it's still the same. It's it's yeah. always had that vibe, right. and it was good. I liked it. Just to give everyone an idea that. This wasn't just a pub. It was. It's the no. place of around town. No. Everybody goes there. It turned like it was busy on Friday nights. It turned out to it. It was basically like a like a nightclub. It's not a big place either. It's not big, so it's, it gets packed. And it's a lot. I think it's a lot harder to deal with the nightclubs. Uh, uh, sorry, than the nightclubs because uh, different people and and you know what you you've only got you haven't got any backup. We're in town, right, in the CBD. Sick we'd have, just down the road. Yeah, 
we've, we, and we'd be, most of us working for the same company, most of us just finished boxing together a few hours earlier, right? So there was one guy lost his license and I used to pick him up, take him to work. He was an absolute champion guy. And um, I remember he'd be two doors up at that day. I don't know what it's called now, but at that day it was Bourbon Street or 151. And that's two doors up from the Illawarra. Yep. So I'd be on Illawarra. It was me and two other guys. I'd do usually inside by myself while they were doing renovations. So it wasn't. It was still busy, but they could. There wasn't. There wasn't as much trouble through renovations, or wasn't as busy as when it's uh, renovated now. Yep. So two guys usually on the door, and if I felt it was too busy or I needed a hand, I'd come and grab one of the guys. Yeah. You you needed two guys on the door there, um, and just two doors up was Bourbon Street or one five one. I don't know. I can't remember when the name change happened, but anyway, a lot of the times, either of us there'd be trouble on the door. Like you know, if inside was cool, I'd come to the door quickly. Hey guys, everything cool here? You don't need a hand or anything? No, no, sweet. But while I'm talking to him, we notice just up the street, oh man, punch-on's about to happen. Or we hear on the radio, you know? And that's it, we're all into it, right? But we had that support at Ocean Beach Hotel. No, you don't have it. You just got your five guys had that in that time, and that's it. Um, so in this all-in pub brawl too, as you said, as you said earlier about, you know, it was different back in the day, you could do certain things. I remember in that time, what happened in that night was one guy got stabbed in the neck, right? He's basically, we could see his muscles moving in his neck as he was screaming at the other guy that he was going to kill him. And he would have. He was huge. So there was uh, three or four of us holding him. I was. We had one hand in his, like just tucked in his pants and, and he's grabbed his shirt. Another guy had his arm, another guy had the other arm, and he's like, come on, I'm gonna kill you, you know? So he was like, and blood pouring everywhere. Um, that sort of, th that was one incident, but there was about four or five incidents that night, and then that's it, it just exploded. Uh, one woman was actually, she was slashed across her stomach. She was actually holding her intestines in, that I actually, I viewed, and she was like, I think I need an ambulance. Jeez. I'm like, do you think? Yeah. I was trying to, you know, hold it together. <laughs> stop myself from throwing up right in front of her or onto her. Um, but yeah, there was a lot of. It was very rough, and that particular night, I actually I took my, um, my license off, and my my security shirt, and they go, "What are you doing?" I go, "I quit. Stuff this. I quit." It's too dangerous. No, no, I didn't quit. Oh, you I, didn't. I went outside to help the guys, and so I could punch on with the guys and when I finished it was very funny it was a very funny place the guys the, the regulars they wanted to test how much guts you had right so they come up to me later and they like to give me a pat on the back you know and hey young boy you know you got some fire that's what we like to see all of this you know macho, the it's, locals. it's just bullshit it's stupidity yeah. Yeah? yeah yeah ego stuff but it's it's part of growing up and I think it's a big part of growing up in the Illawarra it was, Especially it the Illawarra. You had to have a bit of guts. I think Sydney was worse, to be honest, yep. which wasn't far away. But uh, small town syndrome, you needed to have that guts. All I did after all that finished was I went back inside 
I put my license and my shirt back on. They go, we thought you quit. I go, no, I just don't want to write reports. I quit for that half an hour. <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm back. Because, yeah, because you don't know. Some people did need to go to court for a few things. Um, I still would have been caught into court if something else happened through that anyway. Yeah. But it was just, it was very wild, man. Very wild. There so, was, is there any, any demons that you had to deal with afterwards? Like, no, no. Nah, you didn't get no, no... I didn't care how rough it was, Cody. Right. I didn't give a shit. Because you, you speak to some people and they're like you. Other people, they suffer with shit. So. I, got, I, I, I still have an issue now. I'm not... I'm not perfectly, like... i got no fear now when I should but I, I, I have sense but I still don't have fear yeah alright it happened to me and it was a very stupid thing it happened to me last week where this guy just cut me off on the road gave me the finger and I was like I don't know what people like that think it's okay I was like alright he thought I stopped I just went after him <laughs> and I um I was flashing the lights I'm like pull over so I did, and I'm like, shit, this is the guy that's his first pulled over. <laughs> he might be able to kick my ass. But I just had no fear. I jumped out of the car, and my, but my brain switched and went, what are you doing? Yeah. I right. got out, and I went and spoke to him. He didn't get out of the car. And I said, I said, what the fuck are you doing? And he goes, what do you mean? I said, you cut me off and flipped me off. I said, how do you know what kind of guy I am? I said, obviously, I've come after you here so what's wrong with you he goes I'm sorry man he goes I just bad day and I've I thought I did indicate and you flipped me off first I said yeah I did flip you off first because you cut me off yeah yeah and he goes I thought that I did indicate and whatever we both apologised to Bro, each that, other that's a very good encounter though it's good I think that that needs to happen heaps more often because everyone's got way too relaxed on the internet uh, like they're, they're being fucking pricks because like I think Tyson there's no repercussions behind the, behind the keyboard and Mike Tyson said everyone's got a plan until they get punched in the face exactly punched in the mouth exactly and everyone's you know? way too comfortable to just disrespect these days I'll, that, that's I'll agree with you it's just very different um, I'll, I'll I'll finish this one because I've got I could tell stories forever yeah and then I'll um, and we'll, we can dive into that if you like because I agree with you yep but this gentleman, we did both apologise to each other. He goes, Happy New Year. I said, yeah, you too, brother. No worries. And we left it. And I left that encounter. And my wife said, I told her like later on, like the next day, I think. And she goes, why didn't you tell me? I said, you know what? I said, I think my mind was on something else. I was actually just thinking, I drove away from there going, number one, you're an idiot, me, for... I didn't know what kind of guy he was. I should have, at my age now, just let that go. Yeah. But I agree with you that sometimes people need to have that encounter to learn that, hey, maybe some things could happen. But I was, I actually drove away from there going, that turned out pretty good. I was happy with that turnout. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's, I find it everywhere. There's a lot of more disrespect now. Um, it's crazy, man. It's nothing, nothing is what it was, man. Well, nothing is. How, it's changed even since I was young, but you, you're a bit older than me. How have you seen the landscape change? You would have been, through your teens and stuff, you would have had no social media in that. None. Where, where do you computer. think it's gone with that? 
It's a good question. Uh, I got social media when I was 20. Um, or, no, I got a computer when I was 20. Social media about 21, 22. That's when it all kicked off. Um, it's gotten worse. Some things are better. As I've, as I've said, I've found great people through Facebook groups and things like that. I've, I've made friends, like music friends. Music saved my life. That's we'll, we'll go in. I was gonna you know, jump into that right after this. That's that's what that's what I should have mentioned earlier with the ways to deal with my father's passing and things like that. Music was a good thing, but uh, in terms of I make friends online, like music friends in uh, USA, um, Europe, wherever. So it's good on that part. The other thing is it's made people very lazy. Yeah. There's other ways, obviously, to make money. And I don't bag if you want to make money whatever way you want to make it. But the fact of we've done it a little bit tougher growing up, um, we sort of accepted that, you know, no matter what, you're going to have to do some hard yards along the way before you get to a comfortable position. So we accepted that mentally. Now these days we're, and, and speaking to a lot of youth, where they actually, the first thing they think of is, man, there's so many ways to make money. You ask somebody, what do you want to be? I want to be a YouTuber. You know, worries, man, only because you see everybody making money from it. But these are the people that you follow and look at. Not everyone's making money from yeah. that. And For everyone that's making money, there's there's 100,000 that aren't. Yeah, and they think people like, let's say like Jake Paul or someone like that, right? They think, oh yeah, that guy's doing it really really good living this kind of lifestyle man you know yourself from just even editing a podcast or making up videos and i've done these sorts of things man it is hard work 24 7 to be honest it's not that easy i had this conversation with my missus the other night i was sitting there i finished i had a, a whole episode to do i was running i was running behind time so the, the episode fell through i got another person in I was running a day late. Yeah. And I drop them every Friday. So the Thursday night I worked till two AM. And I, the next morning when I woke up, I got up normal time. I think it was like seven thirty or something after going to sleep at two AM. Miss said, Why you go to sleep so late? And I said, To be honest, it's easier to go f- for me to go back and get on the fucking tools than do this. Yeah, yeah. I said yeah. I, I, I said uh uh, it, it's it's only lucky that I, I feel such a such like a drive to to get after this and 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 chase and spread the word and and you know like break the stigmas down and that's right if you got if you got a passion for something you'll find yourself <laughs> at but, all hours yeah it comes it, back but... to it's not fucking easy yeah, <laughs> it's, no, uh, it's, it was it's easier not. for me to get up at four a.m. and go jump on the tools but that's what I mean it's it's a there's a different options now where, yeah. where we grew up there was there was you know a few selections it's like you're going to choose what you want to do academically and go to uni or you're going to do a trade do you believe or, in uni yeah i'm a 50 50 in that See, 50 50. I, I think if you're a doctor lawyer scientist maybe but anything else not really mm. well, well you know what men you can talk about it me and my, but we're not there. So listen, there might be a lot yeah, of avenues yeah, no, to take, this, but I don't know. My, my missus, she, she, she went to university for marketing. Uh-huh. I went to grade nine. 
Yeah. I teach her how to market. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. I have a supplement company. I, I, I market my own stuff. Well, there's a good point. And Every... I teach her a lot. Yeah, so I go to her and ask her, oh, "What's this? What's that?" I don't know, and I'll go work it out. You know, she went to university, I didn't. Yeah, you're exactly right. Some of the some of the guys that I grew up with, or that I met along my paths, I don't know how I meet these people or why, but some guys like really wealthy, like multi-millionaire people. Yeah, yep. some people, and do you know, a lot of these guys, they never finished school, they dropped out of school. They just decide one guy I knew he he just never went from even even right after primary school he was like fuck school I don't right want to be here yeah 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 <laughs> for real for real he's like fuck school I don't want to go so he didn't go and he's like one of the most successful guys I know right it's he they just find I find these guys have a different head for business yeah um so yeah it does depend on what you want to do I can't. I can't do certain things without a degree. It, it, so it really depends. But believing in uni and depending uh, on what they teach you, because I don't believe everything they teach you in the course is the so, right way. Yeah. There's a whole different avenue to go through there. But it's, I don't think... It's the same with trades. Look, yeah. You, you've got one yourself. I went and done... Ref, I'm a refrigeration tech by trade. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Which is a, which is classified as a pretty good one to have. I've, when I was practicing it, I think I might have implemented maximum four things from TAFE, four years of TAFE. Yeah, yeah. And I, I I've used probably four things I learned in that four years. The rest is Everything experience else is on on the tools yeah, and yeah, I just agree. doing it, lived experience. There's no substitute for it. The well, the only thing is if you're a doctor and you fuck up something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I I agree in that sense. Yeah, you need it. doctors, lawyers, and that sort of that sort of stuff. You definitely need. To. Yeah, but um, in saying that, with how many degrees there actually are available for people to study, I do think a lot of them are not necessary. I, I think it's wrong that they can charge people uni rates to do art. Oh, oh well, <laughs> like stuff like that. You got a good point. When I was going to, I went to the Australian Institute of Music in Sydney for six months. Yep. Before my mum passed, I was twenty-five at that time, and I was going. Well, you know what? Um, I was going ten thousand dollars a term. Then I don't know what it is now. What's a term? What's that? Three months. Three months. Four four terms yeah. a year. Yeah, nah, three. Three terms in year. that in that study, three a year. Yeah, so thirty grand a year. Thirty grand plus you had other expenses, that ranged all up to I think was ten thousand something. Yeah. Between two years of study, it was seventy thousand odd. Oh. So and then I looked at medical degrees just for comparison, right? Once I actually had to know more about my body and I studied studied more about my autoimmune issues and things, I became real interested in the human body. I'm the exact same. And so as you would know, because was, uh, with your supplements, um, you know, you have to know about the human body and you have to know everything from mind to muscle to absolutely every way that, that it reacts. And so I thought, this is real interesting stuff. I really could do a medical degree on this, I reckon. Like, I just... I reckon I could get real interested in this. Yeah. So I went to the university here and I was like, 
I just grabbed a few books and done a few phone calls, you know, what can I do as a mature age student and what yeah. the cost was. The cost was cheaper than a music degree. Oh, no. Yeah. And But to get in, I would have to finish my music degree at yeah. that point. So I was like, well, because I didn't do my HSC. I left school in year 10 and went straight into my trade. Yep. So, um, number one, you have to... I had to finish the music degree, which was starting to have a disinterest from me. That was $70,000 odd. Then, that, and that takes two years of your life. Then once you do medical, have you heard how long they have to Is study to become a doctor? Is it six Between years? six to eight, something to like that. Yeah. And especially... It depends uh, what you specialize in, yeah. doesn't it? I think you can go up to 10 years when you're some more, things. Yeah. More, I've heard. So if you... And you're not allowed to practice until that's done, are you? Yeah. So when I, when was I gonna start making money? Yeah, when you're when you're ninety. <laughs> yeah, I was like, no, 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 I'm not going there. So yeah, but it, it look trades were. Trade was a good thing to, for me to get in, into, especially tiling. I was creating art, still do. That's the best way to look at a trade, bro. Two well, two things. You're doing you're you're doing, uh, something where you're creating. All right. Now these are the issues that I have. Uh, had conversations with my old apprentices or, or laborers or whatever you want to call these guys and they're all great guys by the way I'm still in contact with all of them um, oh, but I used to say to them don't look at this as such a bad thing and I use the same psychology as what my uncle who taught me gave to me number one you can you you can listen to the music all day right so you, no one's telling me what, what I can do, what I can't play, what time I need to, to eat, what time I need to shit, all of that stuff. So you can do basically whatever you want. Once you know what you're doing, you turn the radio on, you work outside sometimes, you get your, your son and whatever. You, you meet a lot of great people. Now I say to them, what do you do when you're a doctor? What do you do when you're a lawyer? What do you do when you're a, a counsellor, psychiatrist, etc.? You tell me, what do those people do? Sit indoors in silence. Speak, um, speak to people for seven minutes. <laughs> yeah, but, but all these people they speak to, they've got problems. Yeah. All they do you're essentially just taking on. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're in a, your energy. Out. Yeah, they're in a they're in a room of um, misery. Yeah, and I find most of these most of these professions, and there are some some good ones out there. Don't get me wrong, but most of them they have drinking issues. Um, psychological issues themselves, right? You see it in they sh- they highlighted in TV well, shows. Yeah, not just that, man. Um, my missus, she works in like mental health, mm-hmm. and some of the some of the stuff that like some of the stuff she is obviously crazy, but like you said, being around that that misery twenty four seven. It's tough, man. Yeah, she yeah. has a she she has to do a lot of things to deal with it, and that's not even her problem, you know. That's I mean? right. But being around it twenty four seven just sucks the life out of her. If you're empathetic as a person, if you, you know, I know people that work in youth work, and they hear all kinds of stories that shatter them mm. because you take on that you're you're empathetic towards what's going on. You've got a heart, right? You've got emotion. As humans, a lot of us, thankfully, do. <laughs> Um, you know, but you, you you hear stories, and even we hear stories 
talking to other people, myself and my wife, and go, what the hell, man? I can't believe this has happened to this poor child or, you know, and you, you absolutely, like, you're shattered hearing yeah. it. So uh, before I spoke about not having fear and things like that, yeah, to an issue, to, 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 to a degree, yeah? It's like, if, yeah, you can have no fear and act, and, and act tough and all this sort of stuff, but inside, um, man, I'll, my biggest problem is having a big heart, yeah. yeah? I still, the reason why I said I keep in contact with all my old employees is sometimes I message them and just how you going man how's your mental health speaking of that yeah. how's how you doing in life I want to make sure that people are okay because I still feel bad about not being able to employ somebody even if it wasn't my fault yeah. you know maybe I couldn't afford them at that time maybe they weren't right for the job um, who knows yeah but I, I still keep in contact with everybody. Yeah. Um, you were one, to yeah, be exactly. honest. That's, That's a was, prime example. I was telling Shane, uh, my brother, just yesterday. He's like, oh, who's the other guy? And I said, you're not going to believe it. It was one of the first guys I, I ever got on a tour with. Yeah, yeah. I remember like, you were about 16. Was, yeah, I was yeah. a young fella. And I think I was going back. I'm pretty sure I was running night fill at Coles. And then coming to work with you in the morning. You were doing bits and pieces, yeah. yeah. I just at that time, I couldn't afford it. I was I was trying to, and yeah. I needed the help. But I was just like, I I love this guy. He's a champion, but I just I can't do it. So I had to be honest. Yeah, exactly. And and I think you moved down here. Yeah, not long after. Yeah. But I, I did do a few jobs where, um, your one of your last jobs, if you remember, it was for, um, a woman from Ghana. Mercy. Mercy. Yeah. I'm still in contact with one of her sons, Jason. Yeah, right. And so I become friends with a lot of people too along the way. And she was a beautiful woman. I was really she upset was... when she passed because she oh, was. she passed away. Yeah, she was a really, really good person. Yeah, she was. How I found... remember she looked after us. She was really good, man. Her son, every time he comes down to Melbourne to visit his brother, he pops down here and he visits me. Yeah, right. And so the, one of the times, I think it was like. I don't know how many years ago it was, but I said, hey, Jace, what's happening? You know, he goes, I'm going to come visit. I said, okay, cool. Come around. My home's your home kind of thing. And I go, how's your parents? How's your mum? And he goes, my mum passed. I was like, I've got to let you go. Like, I know it's your mum, but I'm shattered. Yeah, yeah. It's, and that's getting back to having a heart, um, being a she, good person. But she was also like the, the salt of the earth type person. Like. She was really good. She was very humble. Um, I remember... Very happy. We weren't there for too long, but... No. Every time she seen us, was the biggest smile on her face. Are you yeah, hungry? Yeah. Always trying to look after us. And yeah. Even, just a really good person. Well, the middle of that job was when I had to let you go. Yeah. And I remember she, she asked me the next day and I was upset still about that and she goes what is young Cody <laughs> and the guys it's not here you know can't afford him but um you know you were charging me like I think 200 grand a day and oh, you know, shit. Nah. I was paying I reckon I was paying peanuts to be honest at that point because we, we that's that's what it was at that point that's life bro now now what we what what we're paying um of my last my last guy that I was paying I was like you're making what I made in a whole week on my second year apprentice yeah in one day it's crazy and I was eh? like that's good for you it's, it's fair good enough. it it's is it's good for the worker but it's, in a way it's 
It's not because then that forces you to drive prices up to the customer. Not only that, I can't afford it anymore that way because you're most of the time in this trade you're doing a lot of teaching, and because there's so many, there's so many things to learn. There's too many things to teach. Yeah. So every job is different. It's not like I teach somebody one thing and they got it and can make me money on the next. Yeah. How many other yeah. jobs? It it's takes like, ages to to get the dividends. Yeah, I take I teach them one the, thing, and the then the next job I'm gonna to have to teach them again a new thing. I'm like, mm. fuck, this whole thing is just a whole thing of teaching. Mm. I'm making no money. So I work by myself now, and I just tell clients, if you're happy with me being a touch slower by myself, I'll work like a machine. Plodding along. And no, no, no plodding man, machine. No plodding. Yeah. <laughs> and um, my reputation, thankfully. Um, allows me to do that. Yeah. So that's that's where I'm at now. Yeah, right. Let's jump into the music, bro. Go what's for it, a, man. What's it given? What's it given you through life? What's a, what's it supplied you? But music supplied not, me not a, just, a life. Yeah, not just not just a, a hobby, but what's a, it's obviously your creative outlet, and it helps you deal with your shit. Both of those. Um, do you want to speak into first how important it is to have a creative outlet? Yes, big time. Because a lot of people underrate that. They don't. Big time, it is. Uh, some people do other things to do that. They do sports. Um, that's me. Right. And, that's and, my creative outlet. And I agree with it because if I could still do it or I had time to do them both, I would. Or if my body would let me do it. I don't think yep. it's up to it right now. Man, um, I'll, I'll be going through a stressful shit and just run. Just go for a yeah. run and just, that's me. Where other, you, you're up it, to music, you know? I'll jump straight in here. If, yeah. if anything, I'll, I'll jump straight in here all the time. And it's not that what I'm creating on that particular day um, transfers my my feelings or my emotions or, 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 you know, it comes out in the music. It doesn't. It's the fact of just being in here and creating anything, it makes me happy. I I hit one note on the keyboards, guitars, whatever. I'm I've been blessed enough to teach myself how to play a few instruments, uh, where I can swap and change and just get what I feel for that day. That's yeah. my outlet. It was as we we're saying, sports. Some people just some people pick bad outlets. They pick alcohol. Um, Drugs. Drugs. Uh, you know what? We can make a whole list. Just self-sabotaging. Correct. So this I found was very good. I told my wife this when we first got together. Um, I said, this is my thing. Um, and I've done maybe the wrong thing at that point. I was constantly living in my music. And I was like, live or die. This is what I'm going to do. And I'm like, this was here before you. It's going to be here after you if you go. This thing saved my life when my father passed, things like that. Like I always went into my music, and that was a bad thing to say because without my wife, she's helped me through heaps, heaps. She's stuck there when my pockets were dead empty, when they were full, uh, through anything that I was dealing with, and still is. And that's why I do the same for her. She's had her own medical issues where she says to me, um, what happens if this happens to me or that happens? I said, I'm not going fucking anywhere. I said, that's that's who I am because I give back what someone gives to me. 
I'm again no angel but um, I believe in that at least so that's those are the things I said to her and when it was you know I was spending all my time on music she goes do you realize that you have a partner here so it was becoming a thing and I said you know why you always think like that because you have no creative outlet yeah so there's where my long story there is because everybody does need one I said if you had a hobby something that you love you would spend hours on it you would not even realize that the world's ticking by so if you have something when I'm doing my thing you do your thing and when we're done we'll come together and we'll hang out together and, and everything will be sweet that just didn't happen it's not reality right uh, so there is an importance of it though because she's found things that she loves now and things to help her deal with her um, stages of life where she's had her own challenges it's important for everybody and I, I think sometimes that comes along at different times in life for everybody but I found this real early I either wanted to do three things that were my dream things as a kid I wanted to either play soccer do martial arts or boxing some somewhere in that field or music I chose music because I found more of a passion in it and also something that I could continue doing way longer than what anything I could. else yeah I mean your time's limited in sports you can't wait so lift every day forever you can't do that look at guys like Ronnie Coleman see et cetera, but you know in saying that I take a very different approach to weightlifting so I'll lift light for more reps where yeah I'm not I don't I can't even remember the last time I had an injury yeah it's I'm not saying that you can't do something forever but you can't do it the same way yeah that you could when you were younger yeah you forever. don't move the same way yeah, after correct. 40 so I, I know that I also want to highlight that it is important to do something right like I can't baby my injuries I think two years ago I injured every single part of my right side yeah, not right. in one go like I had a neck injury on uh, neck and shoulder right then I had elbow wrist knee hip foot yeah, so right. every part of my right side at different points in that year so I couldn't do certain things I found like I couldn't exercise so my wife's basically like that that bench press downstairs is it's got to go because you're not using it I'm like no 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 I've got hope. I'm I'll, getting back I'll there. I'll get there, yeah. So I've, I actually let those things heal and start to... I, I have to start to work with those again slowly and strengthen things. Um, it is important. But yeah, the music music is that for me. And um, I could create any different style on any given day, but it's, it's mainly been my saviour through a lot of things. Yeah. yeah. I'm lucky to find that. Some people don't. Yeah, exactly. Especially to find the young men. That's a blessing. Well, the way I finish these up, bro, I do your favourite quote and, and what it's given you through life. <laughs> That's a good question, man. <laughs> favourite quote. My favourite quote's the one that I use about life's a boxing match. Seriously, that's my favourite quote. Because it's useful for me every day. You know, there's a million quotes out there. Everybody's creating them. Quotes, memes, whatever. Yeah. Oh, I've known guys that post 
40 different quotes a day or use them but they don't they don't act on that and that's fine like i said i'm not the perfect person either sometimes i'm i'm a procrastinator i should be doing a lot more things than yeah, what i it's... think yeah and i'll i'll work through that even at this age where i start wanting to get back to my younger self and just be a gun and go magic let's roll yeah. with this let's let's smash it but that saying i'm telling myself that all the time um it helps me to deal with that and if you give me one second you'll be able to chop this video and i'll show you something actually if you stay in that seat you're going to spin out of that and this is going to answer the question yeah i won't even chop it just, just right. do, do what you need you give me three seconds yeah three. So this is going to tell it all. These are the things that I look at as soon as I wake up. That. Every that's... day is another round. Get up when you hear the bell. This is now the way to fight. In other words, if I can't be physical, I can. But not like how I was. If I'm not going to train boxing, and I've never done any fights, mind you. I just used to train it. Right, and and spar with the guys. A lot of people do, man. Yeah, and that was that was enough for me. I would have loved to become a boxer, um, even though there were there are a lot of things that can happen in the ring that are just not funny at all. Um, I still loved the sport that much, and still do. I still watch a lot of eighties boxing, a lot of nineties boxing. Um, but that's what I look at every day. So, for my long story, and you asked me the quote. The quotes that I give myself about boxing, um, that's the way I live my life. Even though music's my biggest passion, other boxing. things help me to deal with that. And then, like I said, I've got to thank my wife a lot. These are what... Oh, that's just the... <laughs> my optometrist, <laughs> right? So, this is what I see from my wife. So, you've got to have your, that support, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love you, no matter the, no matter what the day is. In other words, no matter how you're feeling, no matter what's happened, no matter what we're going through together, all right, like in life, um, you've got to have support. And it may not be, you might not have a partner, it might be anything at all, but you've got to have support. Same support that I'm sure you give your kids or whatever. It's just, you know, somebody's, if you've got to have something to lean on. We can't all be a rock, we can't all be... We can't all be a one-man army like Rambo. I used to think that's possible. As you get older, you learn it's... It may be possible, but it's very lonely and a very broken way to do it. Yeah. So... Perfect, bro. I want to say, if you've made it this far, thank you for listening. If you've taken anything out of today's episode, please share it to someone that can benefit from it. Also, go like, subscribe, share on all of our social platforms. They include Instagram, YouTube, Spotify, and everywhere else you find podcasts. This helps us to keep pushing the message, breaking down the stigma, and just talking about the stuff that, that people don't usually talk about. See you in the next one.